With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Think What You Will podcast with myself, Rodrigo Pontes, and my co-host and friend, Jason Suarez. Today is our third episode, and we will be talking about modern day education. Yeah. So it's an interesting topic, but before we dive right into what exactly is modern day education, let's talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, obviously, you you came just from high school last year, right, into uni. Now you transitioned yes. from the States to Italy. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So <laughs> finishing high school in the United States, it was a really interesting experience. I got what I wanted, experiencing that American high school life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun, but I was there for sports as well, so I had to focus on playing sports, playing soccer, or football. I prefer football. And um, it was it was an interesting experience. And then I guess the whole shift from graduating to going to university and moving to Italy for, the, for it, 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 was, it's, it was a chal- challenging one at, the, at first because my first semester, I would say the first month, it was very challenging because I had to adapt to the culture, to the language, um, you know, I had to meet all new people, all new kinds of people from all over the place. And the grading system is different. The way they teach is different. So it was it was quite interesting. It, it was a, definitely a challenging and rewarding experience for our, my first semester. How about yourself, Jason? Yeah. Um, Portuguese uni is a little bit different from Macau. Obviously, I did a year of university in Macau first. I think I explained that in another episode, right? And I'm doing it here. Yeah, the grading system is different. That's probably the first thing that you notice. Um, but also the, the educational system is different. I think Macau universities follow the American educational system, which is, is quite different from the European one, right? American education system, you have a couple topics and stuff, and then you have a bunch of other subjects that they kind of force you to do, you know, it's like how to be a good student and things like that. Um, I don't know if you had any, like, subjects like that. No. <laughs> Lucky you. I, I, don't think that, I don't think there's any subject that uh, teaches you how to be a better student. I no, guess there are subjects thing. that help you develop your skills, but not mm. specific ones to help you become a better student. They did. They In, in Macau, in the first year of uni, they, well, it's required. So if you want to graduate, you have to do it. It's like 1.5 credits. It's literally nothing. But you have to do it. So it's basically because there's dorms there. um, They encourage you to be, you know, social and talk with your dorm mates. And you have to have these reunions like once a week, every Wednesday, where like they teach you about school. They teach you about GPA and all those things. I know you could just search it up on YouTube, but they they decided you have to have a course about it. Um, So I'm glad you didn't have that because it's kind of a waste of time. what are some of the other differences you think are between, you know, the American schooling system and European? The, the way they teach uh, in America, like, for example, where I was in high school, uh, the two years of high school uh, with my American school in, in Orlando, Florida. And our classes were not two hours long. Like it's here in university in Europe. It was 50 minutes for me, each class. So it was like, it was a class where you'd enter, sit down, we have we had iPads where we do our work or take our notes, and um, they and they were provided by the school as well. And um, the classes were very interesting because they were fifty minutes of pure focus, and it didn't. There was like it was not boring, and I guess the biggest difference that I've noticed when I moved to Italy to start university was that, like my classes went from being 50 minutes long to almost two hours and a half. Mm. So f- at first I, I had like a challenging time because for the first hour of class, I'd be very focused. And then 
for the second hour, I'd just be kind of drifting in and out of focus because it was just too much information at the same time. And when you have too much information, you, you know, you can't process everything and you just end up not paying attention at all. And yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest things I, I noticed. How about you? Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty normal transition from high school to uni. I had the same thing. Um, but uh, I think it has to do with the materials and like the topic they're teaching. Because I think in university, I think you're trying to cover a lot more material in a shorter period of time. I think in terms yeah. of we're not I'm not saying say that, yeah. like class time I'm saying like monthly periods because it's definitely <laughs> not a lot more congestion right it's, it's a lot tighter because higher education right university education is a lot more specific there's a lot of things that need to be covered for example you can't cover they squish it like two two semesters of information into one basically and then the classes have to be longer and I think you have less subjects. I yeah, for, for me, in the first semester, I had five subjects. And uh, it was like, I had basically one subject a day, but there were like, no, no, wait, sorry. I had two subjects a day and then just one day with one subject. And now my second semester, we have four classes. So we have two days with one class, one day with no classes and two days with two classes. So it's actually not that bad looking at it. And it, I guess like I, I've adapted to the longer class schedule where I have to sit there for two hours and a half and be paying attention and taking notes. So sometimes I just bring a couple snacks with me that the teacher allows. And I bring with me uh, water to keep myself hydrated. And yeah, and then I just pay attention. You know, sometimes we get a little break of five to 10 minutes so we can just, you know, take a take a little break from all the f attention that we're paying to the teacher and just do th other things. And then we just start class right back again. But yeah, it's it's something uh, I enjoy. I I end up enjoying because I learn and then it's not for me, it's not too much work anymore because I've adapted. Do you have like a special student um, football player status at your school? And like, can you choose no, no, no. no, we're all in university. We're all students. And then if I play football outside of university, it doesn't really relate to it. Mm. But they do know I play sports and they do know I spend a lot of time training. Sometimes I, I arrive to class a little bit late because training literally finished. I have to take shower, get ready for school, get my stuff, you know, and go to class. So they, they do provide help and they do like you know understand that since I spend out I spend like hours and hours a day training with the ball with the gym and then going to class as well they they provide a lot of help and they send all the materials as well slideshows uh homeworks and stuff to us so we can study as well and do it but what, what, what's it like in a, a day for you? What, what's your schedule like? Because I'm pretty sure it's way busier than mine. Um, yeah, I definitely have a lot more classes than you. I have like six, like on the, in this current semester, I have six classes just on Monday. So basically I have more classes than you on one day. And then I have on average like three classes every other day of the week. But so yeah, it, that's more but the classes are like one subject or how many subjects do you have for the semester? Um, well, I have, I have sports subjects and then I have like normal academic subjects. So I have four like academic subjects, like anatomy, um, kinology. Um, I have, well, I know that in Portuguese, like it's, it's a class about learning about trainings and programming, like trainings as a coach, right? Things like that. And another one that's about um, analyzing data, um, data that you get, for example, from from athletes. Like if you're doing research on athletes or an investigation in athletes, right? You take the data and it's learning how to interpret it and how to work with all that. So those are my four principal ones. And then I have the sports, which I have five every semester. But they divide it into the, they divide the semester into two halves. So you do three 
at the first half of the semester and two at the end half of the semester. So basically I have like a bunch of exams right in the middle of the semester. Um, yeah, but I, I guess that also depends of like which area you're, you're pursuing as well, right? Because for me, I'm pursuing international business so I don't have to do sports classes. Yeah. You know, so I only have to do like the theoretical classes like of subjects, which- I think if you studied something else here, it, would, it wouldn't be sports, but it would be something else. Because sports, sports isn't like the hardest course or anything. It isn't medicine or like law. No, I know, but, but for example, but courses. in your course, in your course, you have to do sports like classes as in activities, you know, yeah. maybe swimming and other things like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not only just yeah, the theoretical, it's theoretical and practical. It's both. It's so, yeah. you know, you get a taste of a little bit of everything. And for, because there's generally a lot of athletes from different areas, right? It's not like, you know, it's just football people or, you know, just people who play basketball, right? So there's different people from different areas. So you have to have classes for everybody to be represented, right? Because they're not going to have like a class for two people who play volleyball, right? You know, in a, in a completely independent class with like a teacher who comes to class and it's like four people do volleyball or whatever. I'm not saying that's the number, but just an example, right? Because there's more, there's certain sports that are a little bit more specific and rare. Um, but the main objective of the class isn't necessarily to even practice it. It's more getting a feel for it and learning how to create a training. So it's a bit more specific information, you know. That's great. But now taking apart what we just said about ourselves, um, speaking generally about modern day education, we can mm -hmm. say that, w w would you say it's harder to be educated nowadays compared to the past? W what's your take on it? Harder to be educated in the past. No, I think education is more institutionalized today than it was in the past. It's more normal. Like it's not such a an extreme thing. Like people who used to go to university like a hundred years ago were like, you know, geniuses. You know, wow, you went to university. Like, no, seriously, the amount of hundred years ago were a lot less than today. Today, university is almost like a a second level of high school. It's like, okay, you went to university, great. Yeah, it's, it's something that? that's expected of people. Yeah, you would say. it's almost more important. That's why if you really want to specify in something, you have to go into a doctor's or a PhD, right? Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. But they, I feel like nowadays it's much easier to study as well. We have more access to studying tools than compared to the past where we mm -hmm. could just use our laptops, iPads, phones even to search up things that we're, we're learning about and study about. Like we can get millions of different exercises regarding the subject you want to do exercises for and practice for and back in the day i guess that wasn't available you know it was chalk and that those boards and you know it was all paper now everything's way more digitalized so do you think it's like easier to study nowadays so what's your no. opinion on things i'd say it's the opposite you know why because of the accumulation of knowledge like let's say if you studied sports 20 years ago how much information how much like really specialized information about, you know, sports would you really know? It'd be very basic level, like, you know, muscles, things like that, bones, normally. Now we have a lot of data, especially over the last 20 years, like, you know, technology things um, that influence, like, just the scope of what you have to study. Like the details that we go into, for example, in anatomy, were non-existent 20 years ago. Some of the details, like they didn't understand what they were, you know. Um, no, seriously. This is <laughs> it's the same it's as business, right? Like we have trends nowadays that weren't studied 20 years ago because they never happened. You can study the stock market today. You can study the stock market crash of 2008. And you couldn't have studied that 20 years ago. Yeah, but 20 I, years, I feel like... 20 years of information extra to study than people 20 years ago. Plus everything else that you add on top. I disagree with you a little bit because like you said that there's a lot of information nowadays. I agree with that, that there's many more studies about things and more, you know, specific towards things, but it's, there's also easier access to them. There's easier access. There's, 
you know, you can just get information anywhere nowadays. You don't have to go to a library to read this specific book to learn about this specific thing. You can literally just Google anything up and you can learn about it in five minutes. You can take notes on it. You can do everything. You can have access to your teacher's teaching materials. Hmm. So you can teach so you can study and review for things. You know, even if things are more specific, I feel like if a person's really focused and they can study it all much easier than compared to the past. I don't necessarily agree because I get what you're saying. That there's a, there's a broader range of information available online to you, but that's not directly related to systematic education. Like that's not something that, you know, going into the idea of exams, it's not something you can copy off YouTube and put in your exams. It's not going to be the right answer. For example, you can't just search up a topic like in sports. I can't just search up a topic on YouTube or Google, find the answer and go to the exam and expect to answer it correctly. I have to study the book or study the topic in, you know, relation to the material that's given by the teacher who is more expert than the person on YouTube, right? But I wasn't, I was just saying that it's much easier to get access to things to study with and other things. Yes, of course. I think so too. You, you can't talk about specific tests or exams because every teacher is different. You know, some teachers make their tests and their exams more towards what they've taught and what they expect you to answer. And others make it more based on the facts and the broad knowledge and answers that is out there in the world. You know, so I guess it depends from teacher to teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that applies more to like <clears throat> philosophical subjects where there's not a direct answer. If you're studying anatomy, there's a pretty obvious answer. Like, you know, what's this bone called? Yeah, so you can use YouTube. No to, it's not about the teacher, it's about the actual material, right? If it's philosophical, like I've had a couple in last semester and I do have a couple in this semester too. Sure, there's a little bit more of a gray area for what's right and for what's wrong, but still there's... Um, you know, what the teacher expects and, you know, what he's taught, you know, through his theoretical classes. But you said you didn't agree with me because, you know, you could, you, if you used YouTube or other things, you would not necessarily get the answer to the test or exam that would mm-hmm. get you the full marks, right? But now you're saying that that's more towards broader subjects like philosophy and other things like that. That's more towards your point of view, beliefs, and perspective, rather than the straight-up facts and information that is out there. Because you mentioned some medical uh, course that you're taking. Uh, What was it? Anatomy. You're taking anatomy, right? You could easily study muscles, tendons, bones, uh, veins, and other things on the internet and on YouTube with it. No, that, not necessarily. There's a lot of specific information that you can't find easily on YouTube. Like you can not, find, but you can find it on the internet. Book for the subject, but you can't really find like there's even the bones, right? All in Portuguese. You know all the little pieces of the bones and the parts of the bones. It's not easy to find online. There's certain things like we work with, like um, body prototypes. You can't find that online. You have to have them in person. And only the school possesses it. I guess that's ba- that, that's up to the person who does the research for it. But in a generalized way, I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. But that brings me to a topic where I was thinking that if we look at classrooms nowadays and we compare it to what we've learned with history, right? Um, would, would you say everything is the same inside a classroom? I guess I, I guess your question would be is whether the school system has changed at all in the last few years, correct? Yeah, more, more so in the classroom, the way, mm. you know, if you look back at the information and what history told us of, you know, how education started, how school started, and how mm. teaching started compared to nowadays, 
would you say there are any big differences? Everything's the same. What's your opinion on it? What's your take? Most of the things are the same. That's a fact, right? That's one of the major criticisms of the modern school system, right? Is that it, it hasn't really, it's adapted slightly, obviously, right? We have like presentation <clears throat> nowadays, like technology involved in the classroom, right? Like you can use your phone to download apps that observe certain, you know, observe the body or the things like that. But the school system itself hasn't really changed much. Now, the question is whether that school system is still productive and effective, right, in 2023, for example. I'd say I agree with what you said. In a generalized manner, it hasn't changed that much. But they have integrated technology in it. They've started, you know, using interactive boards, uh, more like presentations. You know, they let you use your laptops iPads to take notes and other things like that. So they kind of try to modernize it, but in a general sp speaking sense, I, I don't think they, they've made big changes compared to the past mm -hmm. where, you know, it's the teacher just giving a lecture or teaching for a certain amount of time and the student just sit, sits there in the desk and supposed to take notes and learn. Because yeah. I feel like people learn in different ways. Some are, vis some are more visual people when it comes to learning. Some are more, you know, listeners when it comes to learning, some are more practical. Mm -hmm. So I don't, but I feel like it's, it's a difficult thing to be changing things, you know, in a drastic way when it comes to education, because you can't just flick, flip a switch and then be like, oh, now we're going to introduce everything that's nowadays to this and make a big change. I, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's much more complex and complicated than it seems. And I feel like it's easier to criticize and complain about it but I feel like the people that are in charge of that are face a lot of challenges and difficulties towards implementing new ideas and new things in the classroom because mm -hmm. not everybody adapts the same way, you know, and with new things come new challenges, new haters, not haters, but new people that dislike it. I don't know. It's, it's a difficult stance to take. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised you said that. Um, but I would agree with that in the sense that, yeah, I think it's easy to say, you know, the grass is greener on the other side and education system would be so much better if it just didn't have tests. That's one of, you know, that's what people sometimes suggest, like, oh, the testing system is, fail is failing. It's not really effective and whatever. We should just leave it up. But it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? Even certain teachers who understand the problem, like they don't want people just memorizing information, right? <coughs> really understanding the concepts even though they know that it's very hard for them to change the system because they're just a small part of it they're just they're just the micro part they're just the teachers you know you have the, the school council and then you have you know the school principal and then he has to answer to higher authorities right like you know the general education you know administration from the government you know it can't just be one teacher who wants to change his test because what there's you know 100 different schools for example you know in a country and if he changes his tests what this is going to be different from 99.9 percent .9 of the other you know classrooms in the, in in the country it's it's kind of hard right you have to change it in the macro perspective for it to be effective technically in the in the micro but if we're talking about the system right and we want to you know talk about the negatives, what would you say are the first few things that would come to your mind? When it comes to negatives towards the education system. Yeah. That's that's difficult because there there are a lot of positives and a, few, a lot of negatives as well. It's, it's it, there's a lot we'll, to we'll dive into the positives in a bit, but let's let's talk about the negatives first. <laughs> Speaking of negatives, that I, I just feel like for one subject staying two to three hours in the classrooms just learning information about that subject i don't think a lot of people are can take it because i don't know because especially nowadays uh our generation i feel like the attention span is worse compared to the other generations mm -hmm. i feel like our generation has a smaller sense of you know patience and time to be okay to sitting in a classroom for two or three hours and learning. I feel like the max our generation can take is one hour and a half, maybe. 
And that's already with most of the class complaining that class is too long. I feel like with one of the biggest negatives is the amount of time in the classroom. Cause I've been, I've experienced both. And I can say that for me, it was more efficient having 50 minutes to one hour of straight ups coming in, sitting down, learning, and then leaving, then to stay two hours and a half to almost three hours learning the same thing. Okay. Well, that was a question. Make you think a little bit. Go ahead. Do you think it's a problem, what you're describing, do you think it's a problem with the educational system or with society? Because you're talking about an attention deficiency disorder. Or not necessarily, not everybody has that, right? Yeah. But your lack of focus is not, not fault of the educational system. It's... I would say both sides are wrong. For, my, for myself, I think that our society needs to, you know, have a bigger attention span because, you know, everybody has less attention span due to being so, spending so much time on their phones, computers, and whatever they spend their time doing and distracting themselves. But I also feel like it's up to, you know, the people that are in charge to make the changes for these people to learn, you know? So I guess both sides have things to change in order to meet in the middle and be like, okay, this works for the both of us, you know? Yeah. Well, how about yourself? What do you think? No, I understand that because I've been in classes also like that. This semester, luckily I don't have any. The last semester I had a couple two hours and a half classes and it was very tough to keep track. But I also understand it in the sense that it's good because the purpose of education, right? The purpose of the educational system is to prepare you for something above that. Prepare you, for example, for the job market or for real life where you might have to be, for example, at work for longer than periods of two and a half hours. Or you might be in a, a work meeting, which can go way past two hours. I've been in work meetings before. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, like you said, after an hour, after an hour and a half, you lose your attention span. But that's kind of the job of the education system is to prepare you for that. That's why we pay our money to go there so that they can help us prepare for that. Otherwise, it's like, well, why are you going to school? Because also talking, right, going back to a little bit to the topic of learning everything online. If you can just learn everything online and you think classes at school are too long for your attention, why would you go to school? What's the purpose of it? So, some people don't go to school. I know some people that would rather learn for themselves uh, through online research than to go to school. I feel like people pay to go to school to, you know, have someone guide them in the sense so they could learn faster. Because the, the teacher's job is to teach you things, right? It's to teach you how to do mm -hmm. things, how to learn things, teach you yeah. information about a certain topic. And I feel like it's much easier to have someone talk about it to you and teach you about it than to do it yourself. But I feel like some people prefer to do things themselves. So they would prefer to study by themselves online and do things by themselves. But if you think about it, even if people use YouTube videos or websites, either way, those things are teaching them in mm -hmm. a sense. So either way, they're being taught. Could be, it could be a bad thing or a good thing, but <laughs> that's up to the person to decide what, what they want. Mm -hmm. But those two I, things. I, I want to know, what do you think about it personally? I, I mean, with the I negatives don't. and the positives and things but, like that. But those things aren't necessarily clashing because that's the whole point of university. It's not high school. It's not where you go to class for 15 minutes, learn everything, go home, do some workout. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, do some homework. Do some homework. Sorry. Okay. Do some homework. Sorry for the word slip. Um, it's not that anymore, right? Ed, print, higher education, university is, yes, we're going to give you that information, but you've got to go home and study. So, yeah, you can go home. I've used YouTube videos before to understand really complex um, material that reading the book, it just makes you, you know, kind of go crazy and not really understand everything. So they can kind of work together. Um, to help you increase your knowledge, like you said, right? And that doesn't mean they're necessarily like one fighting against the other, right? That's the purpose of going to university, right? You learn how to investigate yourself. Like, hey, it's not just me, my teacher teaching me everything. <coughs> look to me. Oh, I've got to take the book home. 
I've got to learn how to study it. It's preparing you for a time when you're not going to be in university. We're like, hey, I want to learn something new. I want to learn something new about business. I'm not going to go to three years for university for this. I already have a university degree right, on business, for example. Now, oh, I'm going to read this book written by Bill Gates, and I'm going to study the book and learn how to you know, predict market trends or understand the economy better through that. That's kind of what it's helping you do, right? Yeah, I could, could say that. But it, I guess it comes to a person's beliefs and perspective towards it. Because I've been in conversations with people my age where most of them are like, they go to university, but they're, they're basically like go to university just because their parents want them to. Yeah. And they really, they don't go there with the objective of learning mm-hmm. or of growing themselves. And um, I, it's just, I guess it depends on the people, you know, because there are a lot of people that take gap years and other things like that because they don't want to do university. They want to do other things. And I know it, it's, it's a topic where it comes to a person's self-belief. And I guess we can, we can encourage our audience, whoever watches our videos and whoever listens to our to our audios and Spotify and other things like that and other applications. I guess we could ask a question what, of what do you want to do with your life? What do you think about things? And encourage them to be self-critical of things and in order to explore themselves and grow themselves. Because if you're not self-critical, you won't grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very important thing to learn in university is critical thinking, right? Being too being able to look at everything that you have to offer you, you know, your materials and everything and analyze it and see what's productive, what's good, what's bad. On the topic of like things like gap years and people not wanting to go to university, that's very true. A lot of people just go to university because their parents can afford, you know, to send them there. And it's not really to learn. It's very different, right? Like, I think, let me take an example from my school. I can observe like basically three categories of people. Okay, well, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more categories, but there's three basic categories, right? Yeah, yeah. The first is the category of the young kid, right? Who doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. Went in there because the course sounded cool. Wow, sports. Man, that sounds dope, right? Hey, I yeah. love to play, play you know, ping pong or I love to play volleyball, man. Let's go into sports. I don't want to do anything else. Cool. Go there, you know. Ah, you know what? I heard from my friends who are in uni. It's great. There's lots of parties. It's lots of fun. I can do whatever I want, right? <laughs> It's university. I can live at the dorms away from my parents, but you know, using their money, right? Awesome life. That's one category, right? You have a second category, which is the guy who's like, oh, I think I would more or less fit in this category, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm coming here. This is something I want to do. Every subject that I have, it's not just to memorize it and pass so I can keep doing two more years of partying. No, I'm actually in this to learn and improve myself, right? And then there's a third category, which is probably a little bit older people not older but like more mature more adult people who have some experience physical trainers sports trainers and are coming to the course because they don't have a degree in that and it gives them an added benefit of knowledge that can give them an extra position of power in the work market and there's those three fundamental categories that you have and i think you know everybody has to kind of think about what category they want to fit in and there's benefits to each category i think and I have a personal question to ask you. Where would you place yourself? In which category? Well, man, I can't place in... Well, definitely the middle, right? I'm not old enough to have, like... The middle between have... which ones? No, I'm saying in the category of people who go there to really learn. Like, I don't I don't personally go to parties. Or a lot of them. Yeah, I don't go. Not here, right? So... The, I'm not. I'm definitely not here just to fool around and you know have fun, whatever. Because honestly, for me, this is the way I look at university. If you're not in university to learn, like why go to uni? Like, like seriously. Because if if you don't want to learn, there's so many other things you could do with your life. Like if if you want to make money and you're like, oh, I don't really want to study. Well, then go find a job. Why why study and spend your own money or your parents' money? You could save that money. And build a business in the future. Imagine that. Imagine you work in the market three years, four years in business. 
you learn business, you learn um, marketing, you learn presentation skills, you learn communication skills, all these other things that are great things that you acquire from working. And you realize, hey, you know what? I have a really good idea. I want to start a business about this, this, this. You can use your university fund, you know, to put your money in that. Why waste your time? Time is the most valuable because, thing that people have when you're young. I agree with the fact that why waste time? Because time is precious. Time is probably the pow- the most powerful tool a person can have. And it's mm-hmm. something that you, it's not, you, you can't just change time. It's something mm-hmm. that passes and passes and you either make good use of your time or not. It's up to the person to decide. But I feel like what you just said, if you don't want to go to university, go get a job. You can't really get a good job or a decent, a decent job without a degree because most people look for a degree. And my personal point of view towards that is because companies, if they see you have a degree in your resume, will be like, okay, this person attended university for three, four or five years. So they are most likely to stay with the company for that amount of time, do the work solid, do this, do some solid work and then contribute to the company in a sense. And they will be good workers. You know, I feel like some people that don't go to university is because they don't want to work for somebody else. They want to be their own person. They want to work for themselves. So there's a lot of different perspectives and ideas, Hmm. but I, I guess the most the most common thing we can say is that like it's not for everybody. Education is not for everybody. It's for those that really want to learn. It's for those that yeah. can learn. And I guess the most successful people are people that work hard and use what they learn in a smart way. You know, because everybody can learn the same information, but only the hardest workers and the ones that work smart are the ones that succeed because they find ways to do things that others don't. Mm-hmm. And that's where creativity comes into play and other things come into play. I think perfect. You let it perfectly to there. I think that's one of the not necessarily negative, but I think that's where one of the problems I see with the educational system today. It's, it's favored over alternate paths. For example, like you said, if you go to a job interview and you get a university degree, you're favored, right? Over somebody who doesn't. Imagine I go to a job interview, I don't have a university degree. You go to a job interview, you have a university degree, right? You will probably be favored. And I think that's where there's a problem in the system. I don't think that university or university degree in itself, just the degree itself should be an evaluation of a person's quality. I don't agree with that. I, I, I fully agree with you with that. I think it's great if you go to university, like you said, you can use it and be a great, you know, businessman or a great physical trainer. And you can go to university and just come out as a guy who passed all his grades, but doesn't really know anything. Right. And that's why they say, I've heard a good quote, which is at the end of the day, right. You can go to university. You can not go to university. It's what you do with that. You can go to university. Great. Pass everything get onto the job market, you don't have any skills, you don't know any languages, you don't know anything, and it didn't matter if you had a university degree or not. You maybe end up behind a guy that doesn't have one, or you can go without a university degree. Maybe you're taking a risk. Normally, that's the problem with it, right? If you don't go for a university degree, you're taking a risk, right? But if you work hard, like a lot of those famous people, you know, like you know, Jeff Bezos, all those guys, the founder of Facebook, right? Some of those guys didn't go to uni, right? And they made it. So it's what you do with what you got and not what you do, right? And I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial, but I stand by it. Right. Um, the education system, they make employees and they do not make employers. Mm-hmm. They make you, they teach you how to work for somebody else and not how to make money for yourself. Mm-hmm not how to succeed for yourself. A diploma, at the end of it, it's just a piece of paper, if you think about mm-hmm. it. It's just a piece of paper. It doesn't tell you what you're worth. It doesn't actually tell you how much you know. You know, And I feel like a person is judged a lot by whether or not they have a high school diploma or not, 
whether they have a university degree or not, whether they have a doctorate, whether they have a PhD or whatever it is. I feel like people judge others a lot by that and not by what they actually know. You know, because I feel like our the most powerful tool in the world for human beings that we can use is our brains because we learn with it, we do things with it, we're creative with it. And the brain is a very complex mechanism and thing that allows humans to be humans. That's what mm -hmm. separates us from, you know, monkeys and other animals. And I feel like a piece of paper shouldn't tell you and shouldn't tell others that what you actually know, what you're worth. It just tell uh, the, uh, a university diploma a degree. It literally just tells you that you, you can go to a place for three, four, five years and stay there, sit there for hours and hours on end, learning about something or just writing about something, like writing notes about something. It just shows an employer that you are probably going to stay at the company for a while and not just leave after six months. And that's what they look for, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I'm going to university because... I want to further my skills and my education in a way, but I also do things by myself where I learn other things by myself. I develop other skills by myself. And I think it's important, but it depends on the people. It depends on the person's view and perspective. For example, I do not want to be somebody's employee for the rest of my life. I don't want to live my life where I, grad I graduate university at 22 years old, find a job and work until I'm 60, 65, retire and then live from there. Hell no. I want to live my life and I want to find ways to make money. And there's so many ways to make money that people don't know. Money is everywhere, but people just don't educate themselves about it. And I'm going to tell you, the education system is not going to teach you about it because they don't want you to be rich. They don't want you to be successful in that sense. They want you to work for somebody else. Hmm. 100%. I 100% agree with that. As one of the areas that I do wish the educational system would adapt to our modern day, where I think it's the most, where it's most needed, right? In our educational system, right? We learn, right? Learn all that interesting stuff in class, right? What is that really going to tell you about how to build a business? Nothing. It's going to tell you how to analyze data for somebody, right? Exactly. Somebody is going to tell you, hey, look at this data, analyze it. Tell me the results. I'll sell it to the client. I'll make big money. You get a paycheck. Yay. Good job. You get a, like, you a little job. I'll give you a bonus. Here you go. Right. And that's, that's something I actually think about a lot. Cause it's like, okay, you know, I'm learning all this stuff, but I want to learn how to build a business, you know? Um, like how, how do you do that? You know, what's the, what's the practical side of this? Almost for that reason. That's why some people choose polytechnic universities over just normal universities, right? There's a more experimental and practical side to polytechnic universities, right? And honestly, I wish there was more education focused on, focused on that because obviously you don't learn that in high school. That's not high school material. But if you don't learn in university, you have to learn it through life or you have to learn for, through, um, through your parents, for example. And I think also parents have a very important role to play in that sense too. And that's definitely one of the areas that I think education could really improve. It's just that nobody really wants to do it. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think our education system in the whole wild world was built and made for a person to be successful? It was built. Okay. It was built to educate people, to help them grow and technically be successful. You went to university to learn things that you couldn't learn ever, right? It was where the rare mathematician could teach you the crazy mathematician tricks and learn how to really treat with math right to help hopefully invent something crazy one day right nowadays maybe it's a little bit different where it's built just to i don't know yeah make a good employee out of you that's why i felt that's why i said before it kind of just feels like a second stage of high school it just feels like another thing where it's like hey look here's four more years of studying on my case three more years three more years of studying for you to become considered able to work you know but i think you might have an interesting point on that so tell me what you think i think that the education system is very badly built to make you successful because 
most people that are successful, they do things themselves and they find ways to make money for themselves. It wasn't school that taught them. So people have to be innovative and creative in order to be successful. And school doesn't teach that. University doesn't teach that. School education system doesn't teach you how to be rich, how to be successful in the way. They teach you to be mediocre in the sense where the they, they kind of send a message where life, you're supposed to just find this decent job, stick with it, you know, put some money aside in your savings. And then when you're 65, retire and use that money you put away to enjoy the rest of your life. But then most people end up running out of money because our economy is always growing. It's, you know, we have inflation and other things like that. And at the end of it, if you're 65 and there's big inflation going on at the time, that money is basically worthless because it's not going, it's not, you're, it's not growing and things get more expensive. So you either find ways to make yourself more money or find ways to make yourself, you know, succeed. But I guarantee it, at least for now, the education system is not going to do it for you. The education system today is a money-making business. It's that simple. Because universities profit and so do high schools. It's the number one reason, cause of debt in the United States for young kids. Go to university. Unless you get a sponsorship or an endorsement for playing sports or, you know, some other really, really rare scenario, you're going there to acquire debt. That you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to spend the next 20 life, twenty years of your life paying off. That is very it's for the people making the money. It's really, that's what it is. Now, I'm not And the higher ups make the money and live pause, their life. I'm not saying don't go to university. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying consider it for what it is. If you go into university and say, or think like, hey, I'm going to university to be rich and successful. You got the wrong idea. Don't go to university. Work a couple of years. When you figure it out, go to university. Universities to learn. Hopefully, along that journey, you learn enough about the rest of life. You learn enough about the world to hopefully put you in a position where, sure, you want to work as an employee for a year or two to acquire, acquire sets of skills or certain abilities. Great. After those two years, hopefully you're not completely in debt and things. You can start something on your own. And with that knowledge, that you did acquire from university, you can build something that you wanted to build and become something or become whoever you want to build, uh, be. Sorry. That's, that's what something. I'm doing. I'm just going to say something. Like you said, we're not discouraging the same don't go to university. I'm saying go, learn. And um, I feel like don't take it for what it is because what it is, it's a, it's a business. It's a money-making business. I feel like people should go for it to learn and use those skills that they've learned and apply it on themselves. Because at some point, everybody has to work a job because everybody needs income. Like you've worked a job. I've worked a job. Now we're just studying, but I'm pretty sure after we graduate, we're going to have to get a job so we can sustain ourselves. Mm -hmm. So everybody has to start somewhere, but it's up to you whether or not you want to be successful. It's up to you whether or not you want to put in the hard working hours it's up it's up to the person and a lot of people are lazy especially our generation so you know and i'm gonna say something that's gonna be it's gonna sound very bad but our generation is very gullible in the sense that they believe everything mm-hmm. and it's so easy to manipulate people nowadays in terms of a government can easily manipulate the news and manipulate other things and people will believe it. People do not question themselves, you know, and people don't know what kinds of situations they're putting themselves into because they haven't taken their time to learn things, to develop a critical thinking, developing a questioning kind of mind where you question things. You don't take things at face value. And I think our generation takes a lot of things at face value. For sure. And yeah, so when you get into education, I mean, when you do anything with your life, make sure you have an objective with it, right? 
when you graduate, like you said, work a job. There's no problem in that. You, know, you don't have to start a business right after you graduate and expect to be a millionaire. You got to learn. You got to fail, maybe. Maybe you got to get fired as an employee to realize, hey, bro, I'm not doing this right. Um, there's another interesting thing I've heard before is, you know, after, you know, you finish uni, you go into the work market, don't choose the highest paid job. Choose the job with the best CEO, the best person that you can learn from. Because when you learn from him, you can go make a business one day. You can get a, a great paycheck, you know, maybe it's 2000 more than the other job, right? But you're working with a terrible CEO. He doesn't know how to run a business. You're not going to learn anything. You're just going to be working. Great. You want to work there? Fine. Be my guest. That's okay. You got to, you know, support your needs. You got to live life. That's understandable. But if you can find something that you want to work in, something that can teach you, something that can open your expertise and open the world to you somewhere like, hey, this is somewhere I'll be going to meetings with this type of people, successful people. I mean, I can network with them. I can learn things with them. I can get contacts. And from there, you can build something that you want to build. And yeah. That, that is true. I feel like people, um, whether they graduate or not, university or high school itself, when they go get a job, they look more towards the paycheck than towards the development they could get from it. I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't end up, you know, developing themselves because they would rather choose a higher paycheck than to learn, than the experience, than to earn less money and, you know, experience, like learn from the experience of a good boss. But the thing is, not a lot of people are in a situation where, you know, they can take less money in job to learn from somebody else. You know, a lot of people face a lot of difficulties and have to take a higher paying job for it. So it comes to a person's difficulties, beliefs, and everybody goes through difficulties in life. Everybody goes through challenges and it's up to the person to decide. So my question to the audience today is, what do you want to do? What do you think about the education you've gotten and what are your goals towards using what you've learned in your life. Yeah, I think maybe the job market and work experience is something that we'll dive into in another episode. Um, so we'll make sure to continue that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, we had a lot of great points and we will hope to bring a guest host next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you very much. Hopefully you enjoyed our third episode about modern day education. Please be feel free to share your thoughts about it, how you feel. And um, thank you so much. Until next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.